I'm sweating. It's going to be great. All right. Thank you, everybody, for being here tonight. Uh, we are joined by some amazing panelists for our third annual Women in Beer uh, panel. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, this year, we're supported by the Pink Boot Society, who has graciously taken the helm of putting all this together. So, Woo! Yep. Yay, Stephanie. All right. And tonight, we'll have a, a panel moderated by Caitlin Kohlberg of West Six. <laughs> so many claps. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to turn it over to her so she can introduce the guests. Well, hey, thanks everybody for coming on a cool uh, Thursday night. Welcome to the Women in Beer panel. Third year, is that what David said? Third year in a row, um, which is awesome. Um, it's super great to support women in beer. Um, people in beer, but it's it's really great to have um, these wonderful women over here. Um, so this is presented by the Louisville Ale Trail, um, also with partners by uh, the Pink Suits, Pink Boots Society. Um, on your tables, if anybody is interested in donating to Pink Boots Society, please do so. Um, that'll be part of this entire panel. Um, and Louisville Ale Trail is matching all of the donations that are donated tonight. So make sure to donate. Um, I'm going to run through and just have everybody introduce themselves, kind of like who they are, where they work, how they got there a little bit, and then we'll get into the questions. So welcome. Thanks for coming. You can go first, Alex. Hello. I'm Alex. Um, I'm the head brewer at Akasha. Um, I've been working there since March of this year. That's about it. <laughs> um, Jesse Harding, I'm the executive director for the Kentucky Guild of Brewers, uh, which I have been doing since July. Hello, I'm uh, Stephanie. I'm actually a brewer in Lexington at a Mirror Twin Brewing Company. Uh, I've been there since March as well. Uh, formerly, I was at a Country Boy for close to four years. And I'm also the uh, chapter leader of the Kentucky Pink Boots Society. Woo! Hi, my name's uh, Suzanne Franklin. I'm with Shipping Port Brewing. I've been there a little over a year, but before that I was at Against the Grain for a little over four years, and then at Odell Brewing for a little over four years before that. Hi, I'm Christina Addington. I own Chimera Brewing Company here in Louisville, and we just hit our two-year anniversary. Yay! Um, so we'll start off, since this is a Pink Food Society event, um, I want to ask Stephanie just to give us a little bit of introduction what Pink Food Society is, like what it's about. Um, so start there, and then I have a follow-up question for you. Okay, awesome. <laughs> So uh, let's see, the Pink Food Society is a international organization. Um, it's a nonprofit, and basically uh, their mission is just supporting women in beer, but also uh, through networking and education. Um, they offer uh, scholarships quarterly. And uh, I actually, uh, 
won a scholarship last year through the Pink Blue Society. So Woo. I got to go um, to Chicago for two weeks and attend a, uh, a brewing school there. And it was a great experience. And I really think Pink Boots does a great job of just giving those opportunities to uh, women in the, in the industry. So. Um, the Kentucky chapter is fairly new, right? It's so, pretty new. Um, uh, uh, it was started before COVID, uh, probably three to four years ago. Um, initially, when I first joined Pink Boots, uh, the closest chapter was Cincinnati. So I was a member of that um, for a few years. And then um, me and a few other girls in Kentucky had been talking about trying to get a chapter going here. Uh, same time she was trying to get one going in Western Kentucky. I was trying to get one going in Central Kentucky. Uh, so Pink Boots, actually, that was how I got introduced to um, Kate from uh, Hopkinsville Brewing Company. She was the former chapter leader and actually was the one that pretty much got the Kentucky chapter going. Um, but they put us in touch with each other and like, both of you are trying to get a chapter started. Why not do it together? So initially it was the Western Kentucky chapter. Now it's just the Kentucky chapter. So Very cool. Awesome. Um, leading into that, Jesse. Um, Jesse is the executive director and the first female ever executive director of Kentucky Kilda Brewers, um, which is awesome. Yeah, thank you. Um, if you could just kind of explain what what they do, who they are, what what you're doing, um, just in general, that'd be that'd be good for a lot of people to know. Sure. Yeah, we um, are also a nonprofit. We act to be a unified voice for craft beer in the state. So anything that can help support brewers, whether that's legislation or promoting events, marketing, things like that, hosting festivals. We host an education conference for brewers every year. So just really helping elevate and support them um, in anything that they may need. That's really cool. Um, as the executive director. Oh, it's me yeah. still. Okay. Yeah, just, it's just you still, <laughs> just we're following up on that. Okay. Um, what do you think your main goals are like for breweries in Kentucky to support women in beer, like racial diversity, LGBTQ, um, what are what are the in the works if they're not if they're not happening yet? Like, what are the goals sure. of of what's in the future to support all things like that? Yeah. So, um, as I mentioned, I just took over in July, so still definitely Fresh. kind of getting things organized and finding out where we need support and things like that. Um, we do have a DEI committee that is led by. Leah from Apocalypse, um, who is here. Ooh, what's up, Leah? <laughs> uh, she has spoken on this panel before. She's a great resource. Um, and so while we don't specifically have like things structured out yet, we do have the ball rolling to set goals for ourselves and see what the future can hold in all of those categories. So, Do you guys think that the Pink Boots and the Kentucky Guild of Brewers have some sort of like help or push for each other that in some way could in the future I think she just help made a collab <laughs> <laughs> sorry yes <laughs> the answer, just quick answers yes. well, yeah yeah I think quick answers yes um yeah again still kind of just like feeling but I, I don't see why not really yeah and the chapter is very small too I think uh, last I checked we actually uh this year have four paid members through this year so I would like to see the chapter grow for sure and do more events and get more involved with it. So. so if anybody wants to join the Pink Boots Society, <laughs> Kentucky chapter, talk to Stephanie yeah, afterwards, uh, which would be great. Uh, the donations from tonight, and we also still have some funds from a, a former donation, and we do a, a collaboration beer every year. Um, we're actually going to put together some scholarships that are just going to be uh, specifically for Kentucky chapter uh, members. So 
look for that next year, but I'm going to get the ball rolling on that as well. So. Yeah, very cool. Um, Christina, hey, from Chimera. Um, you're running something super special, making vegan food and craft beer. I mean, that's... I, I tried to look up how many vegan restaurants there are in the in the state of Kentucky, um, but it's the internet's not very foretelling, so it's a little <laughs> bit interesting. But you are the only one that's brewing beer and serving vegan food, which is very cool. Um, can you just walk us through a little bit of like your process of opening that and kind of like feeling that out for your business that you own, which is very cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think maybe there are only. I want to say three or four um, proclaimed vegan breweries in all of the states, uh, which is really cool. So I opened Vigrets, vegan restaurant here locally, four years ago. Had a food truck before that, meal service, also all sorts of uh, vegan food stuff going on. But when we opened, uh, we partnered with another brewery called False Idol, uh, which was owned by Sean and Becky Steele. And um, Sean, one of the best brewers I know, it made sense for us to partner. Um, also a mission-driven, just vegan couple that really wanted to uh, do some good stuff in town. So we got that going. The restaurant was really successful. Brewery's going well. And uh, Sean and Becky wanted to step back from that. So I ended up taking over the brewery as well. Rebranded it to be Chimera two years ago. So yeah, vegan brewery here in Louisville. Um, we focus on uh, giving back to nonprofits. So every beer we brew, uh, we connect with the local nonprofit and uh, yeah, give back a portion of sales. And it's just a way to kind of advocate for different issues that matter to us. That was one of my questions. So next, we'll just like elaborate on that, if that's okay with you. It's called Brews with Benefits, correct? Um, yeah, we say what? Brewing yeah. with Benefits. Yeah. Um, so yeah, every time we brew a beer, uh, we'll pick a, a local nonprofit. We try to do a good variety. So racial justice, um, environmental issues. We do a lot of animal rights stuff since we are vegan. Um, just all sort of foster care. So many different things that we care about. Um, we use the beer as a way to kind of showcase different local nonprofits that are doing stuff that just need a little bit more attention. So, yeah. It's really cool. I actually didn't know that before all of this, so it's a really cool thing that you all are doing. Yeah. Um, Sue. Hey, Sue. Uh, apologies for uh, <laughs> us posting a picture of Amelia and I today and labeling it Sue, so... I'm not Amelia, obviously. <laughs> Although a lot of times people ask us if we're siblings because we look a lot alike. Right, I see that. Yeah. yeah. I thought um, she was serious. I, like, I actually I do can, get that question I all the time. Oh. People honestly ask me, are you guys sisters? I'm like, do you? <laughs> she's like, she's like 6'3". Yeah. Like, <laughs> no. But you act like sisters. So that's, yeah. that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. positive. Um, I mean, you've worked in multiple breweries from Odell to Against the Grain to Shipping Port, um, and you've grown very quickly in the beer scene and are basically pretty cool. I was like, I, I was going to say, I don't know if there are children you here. You can say okay, badass. She's badass. a badass brewer. Pretty badass. I don't know if there's children here. Last year I cussed, and then there were like a bunch of children here, so it was not good. Um, but now you work for a woman-owned and woman-head brewing like brewery, which is amazing. 
um, in this position, like what is what's incomparable to you that besides the fact that you're the head brewer, if that's incomparable, that's pretty amazing. But like, what is it like for you to have all of the say and everything and also like be owned by a woman led brewery? I mean, I guess I am lucky enough to Amelia has been my mentor throughout the whole process of me being a brewer. Um, and I was lucky enough to have Alex uh, vote who's, I wish he was here. Um, but uh, he was like uh, the one that got me like connected with her and I moved over to the pub and she was my mentor. Like I was her assistant brewer. And then, you know, um, obviously she decided to start her own thing and I decided to go with her. Um, but uh, actually we do a lot of stuff together. We come up with like recipes and stuff. Sometimes it is just me, but we do a lot of collaborative stuff together. So um, she, Actually, like between ATG and, and um, Shipping Port, that's really my only brewing knowledge is through her. <laughs> so um, I'm just lucky enough to to have her as my little mentor, guide me through and teach me things because she's uh, um, been in the industry a lot longer than I have. So, yeah. Love that. And what did what exactly did you do at Odell's? Um, um, so, so I, I know some, begged for a job yeah. for a really long time. That's the way you do it, right? <laughs> Uh, position and packaging and warehouse and the tap room many a time, but uh, I finally got hired in the tap room. And so I was doing uh, obviously just pouring beer and giving tours and um, doing merchandise kind of stuff. Um, unfortunately, I don't think I ever was going to be able to be in production there. Uh, it just didn't seem like my my path. And when we decided to move here, uh, my friend was like, oh, well, against the grains hiring, you should apply for that. And I got lucky enough to not even have an interview, which is super weird. Uh, I just got hired via <laughs> email. Brand. No big, no big uh, deal. Let's go. Uh, so, yeah. So I got really lucky with that. And I was on production for like eight months. And then Amelia needed an assistant. And then I went straight over there. So I was there most of the time over at the pub for the most part. Yeah, oh, cool. I got really lucky. Yeah. Um, it all it all worked out. It did. Yeah, head yeah, yeah. brewing. Yeah. And speaking of head brewers, Alex. Hey. Hi. <laughs> um, also, we're like super lucky to have a bunch of head brewer women up here right now. Like that's really that's really cool that that's that's happening. Um, I mean, you're basically like running the ship over there. You're you're head brewing. I know you came from assistant brewing. Um, what do you what do you like most about being the head brewer? I mean, do you come up with your own recipes? you just taste your own beer and you're like, this is dope. I'm going to serve this. This is awesome. Like what is basically like, what is your favorite thing about being the head brewer? And also if you can give some examples of like being the assistant brewer and how that all started. Good. So I started out at third turn um, and I was the assistant brewer there for about a year. I would say 11 and a half months if you want to be technical about it. Um, I learned so much from Mike over there who is a head brewer. Um, I would say that really going into Akasha, the only thing that I had left to learn was doing my own thing. So, you know, experimenting, um, making my own recipes, uh, dosing things you know that was sort of like my thing that I had left to learn really at that point so you know coming into this position you know, I've only been there for what seven eight ish months now um so I would say gosh you know like dosing things is hard you know <laughs> uh coming up with your own recipe for things um but that really is where you learn so much about uh, everything that you've learned in 
the last few years uh, of your experience, right? So coming into this job, um, I already had the knowledge that I had taken from Mike at Third Turn. Um, and really at that point, I was just, you know, making my own things, um, experimenting with different recipes, different uh, beer styles. Um, so, I mean, I guess that's probably my butter. Yeah. Well, that's great. I mean, and on that note, like, have you all ever brewed together? Like any of you all like ever? Yeah. So me and Alex made a Mexican lager together. That was super yummy. Yeah, we did. And then it was really phenomenal. Um, Five stars all across the board, Akasha and shipping port size. And we actually have a beer on tap right now with Chimera, which is our our Chinese five spice quad that we have going right now. It's super yummy. It's so good. Um, yeah, and the, the first time I ever met Alex and Sue, they actually both traveled to Lexington to participate in the, the every year we do a, a Pink Boots brew uh, using the special uh, hop blend from Yakima Chief Hops. They do a Pink Boots blend. And yeah, but they both, I, I kind of like sent some invites out and they both showed up and it made me feel really special having them come all the way from Louisville to brew with me in Lexington. So. That was a couple of years ago. If, if I could just interject yeah. really quick. Um, I think that that was a really cool opportunity because I was able to sort of see a different system. And I think that that's what uh, is just a really cool um, opportunity of being to being able to collab with other breweries is being able to see, you know, what other people's systems look like. And then also like what other people do um, as a part of their process with brewing stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. That was an open-ended question, and you just killed. Everyone's like, "Hell yeah, we did it! We all brewed together." That's that's really cool. Um, I was gonna ask you next, Sue. Um, I we we so Sue and Wessex also. Oh, we actually just have it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I didn't mention that, but we do have a collaboration on tap right now too for Louisville Beer Week, and it's a Golden Strong Ale with rosemary and orange peel and vanilla bean. It's super yummy, and it's Very sneaky. Good. Because it's like nine percent, <laughs> no, um, no big deal. I, yeah, it's kind of like a like a shortbread cookie. Um, it's really really good though. And I wasn't there for the ride, but they hosted a whole ride that started here and went to Shipping Port and West Six and um, yeah. I'll say after really drinking one at Shipping Port and then one at West Six and getting back on my bike, it was not the best. Yeah. Uh, the nine percent for Caitlin is uh, sneaky. It's a little yeah. bit interesting, but the beer is really good. Um, that Quebec yeast also makes it yeah. really, really nice, like the little orangey fruitiness to it. It was really good. But we talked about when we like had that meeting about you all like forage for ingredients a lot, um, which is really cool. I think you've you've like you go through the woods and find stuff that works out, and um, like how does that process work? Honestly, I've I've never experienced that, and honestly, it's really whatever you find. Because we've also <laughs> done another beer with Chimera that we went and foraged for, and we used turkey tail mushroom um, in that beer, and oh sassafras. Um, and hickory bark, I think is right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it was really, really good. Um, but it's just kind of like wherever we can like go out and forage. Usually it's with um, the, the uh, Olmstead Parks here in town. Like let us go out and we have a good relationship with them and let us kind of like go out and see what's out there. And um, sometimes it's just even from our yard because I use a lot of habanero sometimes and I grow my own stuff. So um, I use that sometimes like with our... Uh, yeah, our beer or, yeah, so. 
but yeah, and coming up with collabs, though, we do a lot of collabs around town. We've done collabs with a lot of people, and everybody's, like, super friendly, and um, we obviously work on, like, recipes together, come up with an idea together, and just um, kind of go from there, I guess. Yeah. But I think that's really amazing that you all do that. I feel like you all, co like, collab more than anybody, which is really impressive. Do you think that, like, do you find a process for collabing easier than others? Not, like, specific breweries, but, like... When we sat down and you all started talking, I was just like, I don't know what we're talking about like, <laughs> at this moment. But like, do you think you all coming up with a plan and then other people yeah, adding think, uh, to that plan or vice versa? Yeah, what, what's I mean, easier for um, you all? I think it's just shootballing ideas and like kind of what styles we both enjoy and like maybe kind of like what haven't you made recently that you kind of want to make kind of thing. Um, yeah. Kind of go from there. Yeah. Makes um, sense. Um, Jesse. Hey. Hi. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Still <laughs> been, here. You've been quiet over there. I've just been I, taking it all in. Yeah. These ladies are like real brewing experts, you know? Yeah. And I've worked with Sue for years at Against the Grain and Amelia and Katie, lots of really strong women uh, when I was there. So I'm just taking it all in. I know you're all very intimidating. I don't know if you all can agree, <laughs> but like you're intimidating, wonderful women. So that's good. Um, I mean, you've done it all. So I think we talked... Except you, brew. You, I was going to say, except <laughs> brew. So you've done it all except brew. Yeah. And now you're the executive director, yeah. first woman of doing this. What What do you think What do you think was your was your favorite and or most positive influence, influential um, position that like made you want to keep moving up and doing more? Um. Honestly, I think one of the reasons I stayed in beer, because I really just started as a bartender, um, and obviously you can bartend anywhere. Really, I started in beer, um, I will show my age a little bit, uh, at Browning's Brewery. There's probably like four people in the room who know what that is. Um, where, where is and that? <laughs> it was actually at Slugger Field where Against the Grain is, so I went like back full circle um, and I actually couldn't even drink when I started working there. So that was really interesting, but we would still do beer schools and it just got me really into learning about it all and talking through it and not trying any of it, but get to smell it and just be able to talk to guests. And so, um, I wasn't bartending at that time. And then I did a brief stint at BBC, um, for like mm, a year and a half, maybe. Um, and then Against the Grain was opening and I had worked with you know, Jerry and Sam at BBC and was like, okay, well, I'm going with these guys. They're fun. But I think just, I don't know, it's hard to say which role specifically kind of kept me. I think the industry as a whole is what kept me and drew me in because it is so fun. You get to meet so many people. You get to be creative and really like fun, quirky ways. It's way better than just working like at just bartending anywhere. It's a diff different vibe and culture. So I don't know that any one role specifically, but growing throughout beer and learning so much has obviously like propelled me to where I'm now. Um, and then even getting out of beer for about a year, which I, that's why I live in Lexington now and left against the grain as I got a job out of beer. Um, getting back, back in has back been, in yeah, it drew me back in. <laughs> so back. yeah, can't stay away. That's fair. I mean, that's, I, to me, that's an open-ended question for everybody. I think like however you started, like what, what kept you going to either the next thing or sticking with what you're doing? I mean, 
I'm, I don't know what your all's college degrees are, but mine is not in beer and somehow I'm still stuck here. So I think it's college um, dropout. Yeah. <laughs> History. What is your oh, don't make me repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think openly like what, what, what did, what kept you all like here and in beer and, and why do you still want to do it? Cause you know, it's tough. It's tough for everybody. I know a lot of people here are in the beer industry and, Thank you for being here because um, lives are busy with it. But I mean, what kept you sticking around, Alex? Well, hi. Hello. <laughs> like, <"Hey." laughs> um, I would say for me personally, it was a, um, I guess like in the time that I was at Third Turn, it was a huge like learning process for sure. You know, just like learning everything that there was about brewing, yeah. about um <laughs> Barrel aging, especially, is something that I was very interested in doing. Uh, now that I'm at Akasha, thank you so much. Um, now that I'm at Akasha, it's just more about like what can I do personally uh, to put my own flair would be a good word into things. Um, so we we have a pilot system at Akasha, which is a one barrel system. So I use that very regularly, at least once, one to two times a week. So that's where I'm able to do uh, experimental batches, things that I haven't done before. So for example, last week I did a sour IPA. Very weird. Don't really <laughs> like those. But could I do something with that, make it good, make it where it's something that I like, where it's something that the customer will like? And that's really what it's all about, you know, like all about experimenting for yourself, pushing yourself to your limits, what you know, where you can uh, explore for yourself and build off what you've already learned and then put that to the test with, can I make a sour IPA? <laughs> we'll find out next week when I taste it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's really all about experimentation, uh, everything that you've learned and making sure that you are passionate about uh, the field that you've chosen to go into. You know, like there, there is a huge amount of effort and care that goes into what you're doing to make sure that you're still able to, you know, months later, years later, decades later, be able to say, yes, I am so glad that I chose to be a brewer of beer or meat or whatever it is that you chose to be. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a great answer. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody? Um, I would say for me, like, ended. oh, sorry. Yeah, no, no, that was an open ended uh, question. I feel like if anyone has I, any input. I, uh, I also started as a bartender at a brewery. That's where I first like worked my way in to getting into brewing. But um, once I moved into production, uh, I I really liked the schedule, like the Monday through Friday day shift schedule, coming from the bartender life of working the weekends and late nights and weird hours and all those things. It just actually felt more like a legit career. And uh, not saying that bartending isn't, but, um, and there's always so much more to learn. So it's really fun to just like, focus in and just try to learn as much as I can about what I'm doing. So Choose from beer. But yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah.
but no, just like the industry itself, just like the networking and just like she mentioned, just it's it's fun all the time, pretty much. So it's so much fun. Much She's fun. Like, right now. Everyone's like, yay, we're having so much fun. It's great. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll go. Uh, so I was a history major. Uh, medieval history. What are you going to do with that? Um, but honestly, medieval I mean, history was your college degree. Yeah. Medieval I, history. Medieval history. Let's but let's go. just say, so, okay. That's amazing. I mean, I guess in a roundabout way, I oh. am in where I'm supposed to be because yeah. women were the brewers. And so, you know, <laughs> woo, yeah. <laughs> not to get too on that path, but you know, let's go they got pushed road. out, whatever. Um, and now we're here. We are trying to push our way back in. Uh, <laughs> woo. Sorry. That was a little saucy. Be saucy. Uh, but I, I love what I do. I think I'm pretty decent at it. Um, I've been Hell in the yeah. industry for like 10 I'm years. Decent. I knew that I, I love craft beer. I lived in Colorado. That was huge, obviously, where I lived in Fort Collins. My favorite brewery, I was like, I'm going to work here. And I badgered them until they gave me a job. <laughs> um <laughs> And then finally, I was able to do what I wanted to do, which is brew. Um, so I've just been really fortunate and lucky. And there was a lot of hard work that came with like being where I am now. And as a brewer or a seller person or whatever production, um, there are a lot of hours. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot that goes into it. So um, I'm still lucky to be doing what I love. And I don't only just brew, uh, I work at a startup company, so I make sandwiches, I pour beer, and um, yeah, so there's a lot to it. But I still love what I do, so, you know. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> and Christine, on that same question, I mean, you own a business, so that's, I can't, I, I can't begin to imagine, like, the, um, the success, first of all, but the stress that it is. So, so you much keep stress, doing it. I yeah. Begin to, yeah. Um, but the, the beer industry, it's so unique, like the community and not only working with other breweries and other brewers and being able to do all these really cool collabs, um, but just the customers that come into your establishment that like love beer and they might not like have any other connections other than they know they love it. And just being able to sit down and talk to customers on a daily basis and kind of connect with people and like give them their own kind of family and community and home where they come into your, you know, your tap room and make those connections. That's really cool. Um, but for me, starting out in food, um, it's a little bit similar because like, you're just constantly tasting things and trying new recipes and you know it's all a little bit based on what you personally love and your taste buds and you're like well like could this work could we throw in this random ingredient that no one has ever used like you know the same with food and beer and you know just getting to do that like week to week and try new things and seeing if people appreciate it the way that you do yeah yeah, it keeps me coming back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's um Stephanie, I'm back to I'm back to you. Um we talked a little bit about you starting home brewing. And maybe we touched on this a little bit already, but how did that impact like home brewing's hard and it's long <laughs> and it's lots of garage time and lots of uh drinks with friends. 
like how did that impact you on moving on and continuing on to obviously like now you're a kick-ass brewer but even before that you're just getting in the beer industry like home brewing yeah again it's hard yeah. like it was definitely there. a it's hobby like, and just like it was fun to to make recipes and um sorry i forgot Basically, uh, the reason I ended up working in a brewery is because of home brewing, and I never intended to be a brewer or work in production or seller, any of that. As a bartender, I worked at a craft beer bar, so I loved beer, loved making beer, and I decided I wanted to work for a brewery so I could learn even more, and I got hired at Country Boy as a bartender, and I think I bartended like three months, and they mentioned a, a position that opened up on the canning line. And I immediately was like, no, I I don't know enough to work in the back. I mean, none of that. And they were they assured me that it was just stacking cases. I could do it, whatever. So I was like, okay. And I dove in. And as soon as I moved to the back, like I was all in completely. Like started on the canning line, uh, got promoted to brewer about six months after that. Um, I did all the brewing in Lexington on our smaller on the smaller system for uh, Country Boy. And then I also did cellar work in Georgetown. So I got like the best of both worlds. I got the brew in Lexington, do cellar work in Georgetown. And then I ultimately got moved up to full-time brewer in Georgetown on the 50 barrel system, which was amazing and an awesome experience. But uh, it did kind of take away from the, the experimental side of things, like just being a production brewer. So that is why I um, ultimately made the switch to Mirror Twin because they're much smaller scale and make if you're familiar with the beers that we make, like it's literally all, all the most craziest. Like I literally take pictures on a daily basis of like something else weird that we're adding to the beer. Like the last time I was there, <laughs> yeah. they had a box of Wendy's cereal. Who knew yeah. they made I was Wendy's say, cereal? cereal? Seems to be like, like Wendy's, the Wendy's square hamburger. Yeah, like yeah but it was a frosty. But the square hamburgers, you know. It's like also cereal that hasn't existed since the '90s. I don't know where where the hell you guys are getting yeah, those we, boxes we literally of cereal do, uh, from, cereal. but they're they're going in your beer and they're really good. Yeah. First Saturday of the month, we do a cereal beer for brunch. So. All, all kinds of cereals have gone into beers and candies. Next week is our candy tap takeover. So we've do, we're doing 10 candy beers. So we've been working on that this week. So it's a, it's a lot of crazy stuff. That's a lot. That's a lot of candy so beers. So that's, a, that's a lot. That's a lot to like process and, and get out at the same time and, and organize, like for sure. Um, Christina, I was going to ask you about um, VegFest this past year. Um, I don't know. Was it the first year that they did that um it was actually the third year of veg fest so we were the beer sponsor chimera um S sorry so i i live right by melwood art center and that's where it was held this year i don't know if anybody went but you should go next year it was huge and every time huge i left event. my house christina's face was on a huge poster every time i was like driving to work i was like there she is it's pretty it was pretty dope but anyway sorry um, so uh, Vigrets, we actually organized the first two veg fests years ago. I want to say 2016, 2017, um, just as the you know the food portion of it, but just big events to promote like Louisville being this vegan friendly city. When it comes to food, drink, like cruelty free clothing products, all of those things. And then um, when we opened the brick and mortar, we had to take a little hiatus from organizing a massive festival. It just takes a lot of time. Um, so this year was the first year that it came back in a while. 
and it was at Melwood Art Center. So many vendors. Um, we flew in speakers from all over the country. It was this big deal. So Chimera was the um, beer sponsor for it. And um, yeah, we were able to do, God, we sold so much beer that day. Um, but so owning a vegan food business and a brewery, it, one of the really cool things is it's two um, pretty different demographics. I mean, there's a little bit of crossover for sure, um, but we're able to bring in two different groups of people that are able to try, you know, a lot of people that are into craft beer are into vegan food, but they come into Chimera and they're able to try some vegan food that they may have never gone for. And uh, the same, like people that are just vegan and want to get some good food might not be craft beer people. And we get to expose them to both sides of that. Um, but with VegFest, our uh, beer we did for that was called Hardcore Herbivore. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, a blueberry sour that we did just super popular. Um, we did it with Butchertown Brewing and yeah, really fun collab. Super popular, <laughs> so fun, and just kind of, you know, able to take the whole vegan thing and push it a little bit farther with Chimera. And yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. It's really cool that you got like other breweries involved, like oh, Butchertown, yeah. which is which is right there. I mean, yeah. anybody has not been to Butchertown, it's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um I, I know that you guys are already planning it for next year. Um, oh, yeah, of course. On the it website. Was I was so like, successful. So many people, thousands of people came. It was insane. Yeah. Like, it was wild. And yeah. we're going to do it at Melwood again. So, Very of cool. course, we'll do some uh, really cool, unique beers for that again. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, sorry. I thought a plane was flying over. And I was like, <laughs> man, this <laughs> is like, this is a light roof. <laughs> yeah. Kind of I have just a couple more questions before we all have a big cheers and drink our beers together, which is good. Um, Steph, um, Pink Food Society, again, sorry, I'm coming back to this. Again, everybody donate on your QR code on the table. Um, I, I kind of looked into this a little bit, and there are Pink Food Society chapters all over the country, but there's also some in New Zealand and Australia and I think a little, uh, a few in Europe. Do you guys ever like collaborate or get together um, with with those um, chapters um, and or like I don't know just tell me just yeah, tell I, me more. I haven't personally I, I guarantee there's definitely are probably uh, chapters that do uh, set up collaborations like that but uh, that is the so uh, in March is uh, International Women's Month and then March eighth is International Women's Day. So that's generally the, the actual brew day for the, the Pink Boots blend um, beer. And so pretty much in a way, if everybody's brewing on that day, I guess everyone's kind of brewing together. No, that's sense. awesome. That yeah, makes, okay. makes sense. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know anybody like outside of the country other than just like different people I follow on social media and whatnot. But I openly, I didn't realize it was such a big thing. So when I looked into it, I was like, yeah, the, okay. the blend All sold right, out. Steph, last, yeah, running this yeah, whole last, state. Last year was the first year the blend is sold out. I think there was over two hundred thousand breweries that participated. That might that number might not be right, but it was a lot. Sounds like, right. It was it was insane. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> awesome. And then all the money that uh, from the hops goes towards the scholarship uh, funds. So, and that's how they're able to give out these amazing scholarships. So. Very cool. Um. A next one for Alex. Sorry, Justin, coming back to you. 
Um, so Louisville Ale Trail, I believe, put on the Kentucky Common Fest, which um, can, yeah. woo! Uh, <laughs> um, Louisville Ale Trail made the Kentucky Common the official, correct me if I'm wrong, the official beer of Kentucky. For just uh. one whole day, which is Forever still dope. Was. But good work on good work on Louisville Ale Trail's part. That's really cool. Um, and they had a Kentucky Common um, Festival in Frankfurt that I maybe the governor went to. Andy, woo, um, daddy, woo. Um, and Akasha came in second place in that, which is so dope. Um, I don't even know if you brewed that beer. Were you around for that? Were you around for that? Were you around for that? You were around for that, right? Yeah. So Alex, so I was like, um, let me just cover my bases real quick. Alex is around for that. Um, can you tell us about that beer? That is very, very first off, like props to Louisville Trail for like making a craft beer of Kentucky day, whatever, and week and but like you all won second place. That's amazing. Um, tell us about the beer and how the day went. Yeah. Cause so I know a lot of us didn't get to go. Cool so, um, so thanks to Louisville Ale Trail for doing that. That was a really cool event. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Um, so Liz, my friend is sitting out here. She has her hands up. Thank you so much, Liz. Um, so we brewed the, uh, Fair's Cheer, which is the Kentucky Common. Uh, so Jeff Faith, if y'all don't know that name, he owns the rights to all of the Fair's recipes. So at Akasha, we brew the Fair's Lager, the XL Lager. Um, he has recently given me the recipes for their Pale Ale, uh, the Cheer, which is the Kentucky Common, um, and the Porter. So right now we have the cheer and the porter is about to be released tomorrow. So come on by tomorrow. Um, <laughs> and then hopefully, fingers crossed, right? Um, the lager will be ready and delicious to drink in the next couple weeks. Um, so yeah, so what was that? June, right? Was the, uh, uh-huh. the Kentucky Common Festival. So we got second place. Woo, woo. Um, <laughs> so if I'm being honest, uh, I think that if we brewed that now in the colder temperatures, saved the keg, and then canned it for next year, I think we would get first place. Don't tell Dreaming Creek, okay? <laughs> Keep that on the DL. All right. Did they get but we'll see next week. Yes, Dreaming Creek did get first place. Love them. Patrick is an amazing man. We do love him. We do love Dreaming Creek. Richmond, let's go. Um, but yes, so that was one of our beers. We got second place earlier this year at the Kentucky Common Festival. So Jeff Faith, he has given us the uh, rights to brew those. So that is something that we do. We're you know trying to bring back that historical style of beer. So we have the lager. Um, right now we have the Kentucky Common, you know, try it. It's actually better this round, not going to lie. Um, and then we have had the pale ale out. Uh, and then the porter is going to be released tomorrow. So uh, that's going to be something we're going to try to keep seasonally. Um, the lager is something we're going to try to keep year round. That's really all I got. Hell yeah. <laughs> 
I also love when you're when you're describing. You're like, it's so good. You like lean so in, and then, like, then you're not in, and you're like, but it's so awesome. Like, yeah. So awesome, guys. <laughs> it just it just works really. Like, Definitely the whole time. taste it. It kind of got me good. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it was great. Um, I wanted to get into also like a little bit more like open discussion stuff. So please like everybody. Well, not you guys. Not yet. <laughs> Love you. But Sharice is like, no, not yet. <laughs> um, I basically want to know like, dude, there's hardships in beer in general. There's hardships in service industry in general. There's hardships in brewing because things are so who knows what's going to happen? Did your brew kettle do the right thing? Did it ferment correctly? Did the the beer come through the way you wanted to? Did so your you canning line lower? work? Did your canning line work? Did it? <laughs> the, no most one's of did the answer, ever. The answer usually is like, work? no. Hard, <laughs> yeah. hard pass on that. Yeah. Not, not yeah, working hard out. Pass on the um, yeah. So I'm, I'm happy to talk about the hardships of women or beer in general, but I also want to focus on the positives as well. So um, I think... We all know it's tough, but you guys are all looking at me right now. It's really cute. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I just, I just want to talk about like the the good and the bad. I think, but I think staying on the positive. Like, when was the moment? And maybe I asked you this guy's already like this question, but like, when is the moment you wanted to stick in? Like, when in, when did you want to stay here, even though like your day was freaking <laughs> sorry children i'm still like think there's children here when your day was freaking hard and you were there for 12 hours brewing and your candy line broke down or you had to deal with a lot of legislations things that you didn't want to deal with or like your power went out at your business like what what was what was the thing that like kept you coming back and like continues to keep you coming back and i also am open for the hardships of about things but what are the good things also and that could be that could be going to a conference. That could be doing something like this. That could be a comment from a customer, good or bad. Um, Jesse, I was leaning in. Yeah. Sorry, my phone's also vibrating. Um, so, sorry. Um, I kind of thrive in chaos, and beer is kind of chaos um, in all of the ways that you just said. From anything from uh, your water heater goes out when you have a beer concert series planned and you have to call in porta potties and food trucks because your restaurant and brewery can't open. That did happen. Um, and yeah, your canning line goes down when you tell everyone that you're going to be able to come into the production facility and get fresh beer off of the canning line live on April Fool's Day. And then your canning line goes down. That also happened. Um, so it is. But I, I kind of thrive in chaos. Just in general now as a human and um that's kind of the fun part right it's just like rolling with the punches figuring it out you're figuring it out together with other people um who are also in it like doing the grind and uh yeah i think that's like that's kind of the appeal a little bit for me um is just that every day is really different even if you're you know i can't obviously speak for brewers but i've worked in the brewery enough to just whether from working in the brewery working in operations doing marketing every single day is different and that is probably my favorite thing. I don't want to come to work and have the exact same thing happen every day. That sounds boring. This is not boring. And it, that's kind of what I think is exciting and fun. Yeah. 
That's a good answer. Okay. Thank the you. Chaos is real. I'm here all night. <laughs> I would also say it's just very rewarding. Um, to me, uh, going into the tap room and having like a customer or just a friend or anyone be like, you did a really great job on that beer. Like that, that always just like means a lot. And keeps me going yeah i think that's probably amazing as a brewer like i've i've only like thrown some hops in i've never actually brewed from start to, i'm like cool i brewed this beer today but it, like i watch them every day it takes eight hours plus three to six weeks it's not just like this amazing quick turnaround so that's it's really cool i think when people walk up to brewers um and everybody should do it more often and tell them like this beer is so damn good that i'm gonna drink three of them I think that's, that's, that's a cool, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a cool, like, perspective to have that someone walks up to you and tells you that. Anyone else? Oh, okay. Yeah. Anybody else going to say anything? <laughs> um, good and bad. There's good and bad to everything. Um, oh, man. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, I'm not only a woman, but I'm also a mom and a, and a wife, so I miss out on a lot of stuff. Um, with brewing period, I mean, it's not just you clock in and you leave. It's like you're brewing beer and you can't just leave. It could be a 15 hour day. It could be, I've had 15 hour plus days. So, um, stuck, <laughs> it, stuck mash. For yeah. Yeah. You know how it goes. <laughs> it, it, it just varies. I mean, the, the good part though is like, you know, you have great people that you work with. I've been lucky enough. I mean, I know. There's not that many women in brewing, so I haven't worked with that many women in the industry unless it was in the tap room, unfortunately. Um, there are a lot of supportive men, though. I don't want to, like, bash men. No, not uh, at all. Yeah. Uh, Love men. Never. Yeah, I've never, not felt, men. I've never yeah, not felt welcomed to be <laughs> yeah, myself right? or be a female, right? at least for I mean, any brewery that I've worked for. There's a for. lot of good guys that I get to work with, and collaboration-wise especially. I, I love getting to see other people's breweries and what they're doing and learn from them that way as well. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's overwhelming sometimes and stressful and hectic and you might have beer all over you at the end of the day or yeast or whatever it is, <laughs> right? Or hops or whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, but we're just lucky enough to be in something that we really, I mean, we wouldn't do it if we didn't love what we did. Um, it just, every day is different. Um, and also like the customer thing, like, you know, I'm, I'm not only brewing, but I'm also working in the tap room. So I get to talk to people who don't know I'm the brewer and they tell me about whatever that we have on tap. And that's really cool too, <laughs> you know, so good or bad, I guess. I don't know. Uh, um, but yeah, there's a lot that goes into everything that we do. Um, there's a lot of great people in the community and we're just lucky to be a part of, uh, craft beer. It is, everybody always thinks it's just, you know, you're just drinking beer all day, but that's, that's not really what it is, but it's great. When we get to do that. That's an added bonus. There's some it's truth in that, but we're still working. You know, good. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of up and down and not everything always goes the way you want it to go, but, uh, the community is what makes it great. There's so many great women, so many great men even, you know, so, I just feel lucky to be where I am. Um, speaking on that, yeah, we're not bashing men. It's not happening. No, Happy I'm sorry. I didn't want to no, do that. No, you just, didn't. You know, I'm just like, I'm making sure that I'm not. Everyone here is wonderful. Yeah, I know I can go that yeah. way sometimes. Because yeah. it is really hard oh, for... Wow. 
this look at this I'm man just thank for you women, but like people of color or <laughs> yeah you know, yeah I think so. People, it's really hard yeah. for people that are not, sorry, white men to be in the industry. It's true. Um, it's getting a lot it's true. harder. It's, I'm, it's, I will say I did have a guild meeting. We hold a quarterly meeting um, every quarter. Uh, and so, <laughs> <laughs> woo. Jackie, what? Yes, that's once every three months. Um, and so I did my first one in July when I started. And it was really cool because obviously I've, it's been like 16 years since I started in craft beer in Kentucky. And I had, um, Candace from Monic like pulled me over just to say like, Hey, congratulations, you know, on the role, haven't seen you in a while. And then she was like, also just take a second and like look around the room for a minute. And so I've been going to the quarterly meetings for years, pretty much since the guild existed and has done them. And it's always been super fun. You know, you go, you take a half day off work, you learn some things, you drink, you hang out with each other. But there used to be like 10 people in the room and it would be like myself and maybe one other woman. And then, you know, as like Amelia came and soon these other people and she said, like, look around the room for a minute. And I did. There were probably 60 people in the room. And I would say easily 25 percent of the room was women from breweries in the state. So um, that was really, really cool to see. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think in the last um, maybe five ish years, um, I know like we went through COVID and all that stuff, but uh, things have been tough. But I I really think like women have thrived in this. I mean, most of the women I feel like I see in here right now work at a brewery, which is dope. It's so awesome. very Come very on. cool. Or they support um, beer with um, yeah. <laughs> really great events um, and things like that, which is really cool. Also, like another huge thanks for Louisville Ale Trail to like do this because I do think that women that come to these things um, hopefully see it and like it's fun it's hard but it's it's uh, yeah it's rewarding I, I, it's really rewarding but uh, you know I mean for my own personal experience it's really hard to get in the industry period but you know like it's not I don't know maybe it's easier now I don't know. hopefully it no, is so I mean, you said you begged right I really did I <laughs> so really it's not easy it's very easy I'll, you know, my, the brewery that like finally hired me, my favorite beer was five barrel pale. They don't make it anymore. Um, that's what got me in the industry. They are a very like English style, traditional brewery. And that's kind of what they're known for. Um, but I was like, oh my God, how do I become a part of this? This is great. And I was a home brewer, like as a lot of people. And, um, you know, sometimes being annoying kind of helps, <laughs> you know, I just want to learn. You know, yeah, persistent, persistent. Yeah. persistent. passionate, yeah. driven, passion, passion, driven. Whatever. Yes, badass. Yeah. yeah, which is really funny because I'm a really quiet person. So, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I love you. They're all yeah. whispering up here. Um, I think my next question is also like maybe like for everybody always but like if you all have any insight is what what can people do not everybody likes to drink beer and that is totally great and I think it's good if anybody's here that is sober or not drinking beer whatever um I think a lot of people want to still be involved in the community which I think is really important I think the Louisville beer scene and the Kentucky beer scene does a good job of that but if you guys have any recommendations of things for that you know yoga trivia whatever to like give them all out but I think I think putting those out um on a platform would be good but if you guys have anything like thoughts of what you could do that 
is related to the Louisville beer scene, but isn't just like we have to drink beer. A lot of us will, but we don't all have to. I think it's still very important and inclusive to invite people to do that. So if you have any suggestions, like even. Well, I think you touched on it a lot, right? Like breweries have tons of events that have nothing to do with beer. Mm. Beer and yoga. Come on, guys. We're not doing a lot of yoga (laughs) or running. Yeah. A lot of run clubs clubs now. Um, Bicycling. Yeah. cycling. Cycling. I mean, I think that there's so many events that people do to really think outside of the box and cater to anyone just to give them a little like peek into the window of the industry and the culture. So, I mean, I think you did it like there's you can do yoga with goats and not drink beer (laughs) and other people will drink beer (laughs) like there's. And support local businesses yeah. and legislation. Yeah, sorry. I wasn't trying to give it away, but I was like, there's yoga, there's trivia, there's yeah. run run clubs, there's cycling clubs. I think it's like really important for people to know that it's not all just about like, let's drink beer, but like, let's be part of the beer community, even if you aren't drinking beer. I think that's... Oh, that's a good um, point. You said support legislation. Yeah. Yes. Help drive the industry forward. Yeah. Call your local representatives and your state representatives <laughs> we need um, and support us in any way that you can, even if that's not by drinking. Yeah. I mean, I hope we get into this more, but um, like future wise, doing like more community service things. That's how I actually got in the, like involved in Odell stuff is just doing community outreach. Mm-hmm. So they have a community outreach program, which I would love for us to kind of maybe start something like that eventually. But it was just going and picking up trash or building habitat for humanity homes stuff like that so i would like to maybe build that eventually but um that was how i got involved i can help that'd be great i would love stuff like that <laughs> yeah and i think i think like the nulu area a little bit started doing that i think goodwood headed it and maybe against the grain fall city pick up trash. i think like picking up yeah. trash like we used to do those maybe quarterly but i think if anybody is open to inventing that idea i think it's something that we can continue doing and get and what we can all work on that oh yeah we can start work on that we'll We'll start that we'll be philanthropic together no we're gonna do a thing (laughs) i think a lot of that not to interject no interject Um, interject thank you i will interject (laughs) Um, i think a lot of that is what does the community need where are you where is your brewery? Where is your bar? What have you? Where are you? And how can you uh, grow that community? You know, like what events can you hold at your brewery that will actually help uplift the community? Like, how are you not gentrifying the community that you're in? And how can you at your brewery actually help uplift the community and actually help bring in people that live in that community to actually want to be a part of the brewery that you have or the bar that you have um, and actually be a part of the events that you're holding and not just bringing in people from the East End or what have you to uplift whatever event you're trying to hold, you know? Like, what are you doing to oh, actually bring people yeah. a part of the community? I'm yeah. sorry, Sue, please no, interject into this. I love it. <laughs> because you, you actually have a whole lot of, I think, positive Aww. things to bring to this conversation. I love you. Um, <laughs> Carrie yeah, Ford. I mean, honestly, Thank Bikes, you. Brews, and Crews, these guys are out here every Sunday 
And they support Facts. local breweries like Very every true. week. Um, they do a couple different rides and even they start here at Logan Street. I mean, yeah. They do a couple rides a week. This was the interjection that I was going for. Thank yeah. you, Sue. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's really cool, though. I mean, like a bike community trying to get people out on their bicycles. And they are also supporting like certain breweries around town. They don't they they do go to us a lot, but they go to other people, too, obviously. And obviously they're here at Wild Hops quite a bit. And we went to West Wessex and. We've been a mile wide and great. Like we've been to a bunch of different places. But well, yeah. part of that is just, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you, but right. part of that is just outreach, you know? Yeah. Like as Akasha, we could reach out to You can those uh, actually be like, hey, hey do you want to come by? To, come to a common house over in Indiana. There and they go. all made a trip out there. So there yeah, they're great people. They're awesome. And it's just another it's way to be, have the community come and support your, your brewery. Mm-hmm. I'm kind yeah, so, of like I'm just checking on my I'm just checking on my time. Uh, last like yeah, yeah yeah. But my last quick thing just to push you all if is if there's anything like you all have coming up that you want to push out to the crowd coming up at your breweries birthdays I know we're just gonna like pass one. Um, no, you guys are on the oh yeah, it's West Sixth birthday next week, right? That was just like that was like a. Yes, Wessex Newland's birthday is next week. But she's also a woman in beer over yeah. here, and her brewery <laughs> um, has a birthday. But anything you guys want to push before we open it to questions for everybody to ask these wonderful women? I'm pushing. Kentucky Craft Bash 2023 <laughs> coming in. Coming coming up pretty soon. Coming in hot. Yeah, it'll be in June. I believe the date is the 24th. I think that's actually our anniversary. So yeah, woohoo! There and they'll go. be there. Hopefully, we will be. <laughs> Um, no, I will plug that because it is a our largest fundraiser of the year, uh, the Guild. It is hosted by the Guild and the breweries um, to be able to connect with the community, just as we've been talking about. So we invite all the breweries in the state that are Guild members, and we really invite that brewers and, uh, you know, that they bring a variety of people. They bring brewers, owners so that they can engage and talk about their brand with the community. And so that people can, you know, the brewers, a lot of times there's like people who go out for festivals and it's not, sometimes it's the brewers, but a lot of times it's not. So actually getting to put names to the faces of people who are brewing the stuff that everyone loves and stands. And then also it's in Louisville here, but it allows, um, you know, this is a big state. It's really hard sometimes to get to every corner of it. And so, it allows a lot of breweries to come and just be showcased uh, for that day. It's super fun. It's on the waterfront, so very cool venue too. Yeah, sweet girls, good. Does anyone? All right, questions for anybody specific or over over everybody. I don't think my mic's working anymore. Yeah, <laughs> no questions. Yes, ma'am. Oh my God, there's so many. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I mean, they're they're all here. I'm well, gonna throw some out of them. Shipping Wait, I'm going oh, to say Chim- Chimera, Mirror, Sue. Sue. Repeat the question. Sue. Sorry, thank Michael you. told me I need to repeat the question, but I'm going to have to rehear that because yeah. there's a lot going on. What are you all hyped on? Oh, just oh, just what are we hyped on in general? No other breweries. Woo! Besides okay. your own brewery, what's your favorite other brewery in Kentucky? Oh, okay. 
that's not sitting at this table either. These are a lot of stipulations. I'll start. Thanks. Uh, really, all I'm excited about are the breweries that are a little smaller. I would say micro breweries um, that are making names for themselves and are putting out releases and are putting in the work, putting in the hours. Put. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, just like I mean, honestly, like I'm really truly excited about the breweries that are honestly butcher town is one that's coming to mind yep thank you um they have uh rented a new space they're expanding you know honestly really all it is is i am excited about the breweries that are expanding their space expanding their products and expanding their uh collaborative relationships um, I think as a neutral representative of all the breweries in the state, uh, I will say that one of my favorite things so far in my four short months, almost four short months, um, I love when new breweries reach out to join the guild that are in planning or just starting their journey and asking questions and finding out how they can get connected to the community. So that's a, a big part that I enjoy is like getting to know those people and bringing them into the fold and you know, for whatever reason they decided to open a brewery, no one knows. Uh, but it, it is so fun. And so that's really nice for me is to like welcome the new, the newbies. Um, I was basically just going to say, I, I just had a couple of delicious beers down at Atrium. So I've, I've been a fan of theirs for yeah, quite a while, but uh, I, I don't live in Louisville, so I don't get to make it up here as often as I would love to. But uh I, I really like Adrian, so I'm just going to throw them out there. Oh, my gosh. Uh, were you going to say something, Kyle? You had your hand up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. You had your hand up. Um, like I said, I mean, like, I love everybody that's sitting here, obviously, in their breweries. 1020. Yep. What's your Berto. Yeah, house. Berto. Yep. I love Berto. He knows it. And I love Chimera. Sean's over there. Sean! <laughs> you guys are doing great stuff. We made a really good beer. It's the quad. Yeah, our little Belgian quad is great. Um, I don't know, man. They're, everybody's doing really good stuff in their own way. Like she just said, we were just at <laughs> Atrium. So uh, well, we, we had a little pregame. Yeah, we, we had, had to calm the nerves. Calm the nerves. I'm just going to throw it out. Which and are just now I kicking mean, in. You know, and Jenny works there, and she also works at, at Scout and Scholar, who is not not yeah, in town. Jenny. Town. They're doing really good stuff too. I mean, everybody's doing their own thing, and everybody's got like a twist on everything. So, oh, I hate choosing. Oh, I don't like doing that. No, I don't, I'm not going to. But I love everybody. I'm gonna say that. I like everybody's beer. <laughs> Woo! I'm not gonna choose either. I will say. <laughs> I think the craft beer industry, um, a little cliche, but it's like the young white man with the long beard and the beanie and like <laughs> the hipster. I mean, that's just what people still see, you know? So, and like, by all means, if that's who you are, it's still going to be hard for you to like come up and start a business. Um, but especially if you're not that and you're a woman and you're trying to get into this industry in any form, whether it's as an owner or a brewer or a bartender, or just because you're passionate about craft beer, 
um, or you're, you know, using the industry as a way to advocate for other nonprofits that you care about, like whatever it is, if, you know, I'm going to pay attention to what people are doing and how they're using their time and their money and, you know, yeah. I mean, clearly all these women on this stage right here. So I'm humbled to be with them. <laughs> Kyle, y'all. That's okay. I saw you over there. We're anticipating it. It's good. Did, it, did everybody hear that question? Yes. That's a great question. This, Not no. you. This you, is on a you podcast. Can't. Hey, you want to do it? This is going on a podcast, so you have to repeat it. Kyle said what, what other people, and correct me if I'm like misinterpreting this question, he said, what other, how are we seeing other people from out of states and bringing in what other people are doing for women, for organizations into Kentucky? Roughly. Roughly. <laughs> I think that was you a just, terrible representation of your question, but it... Would you like, mind what, what you notice once that other more? people are doing that you want to bring into <laughs> Kentucky? Ask you a real yes? Yeah. Yes. What do you see elsewhere that you want to see here? Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'll so go. I guess I'll start. Oh, uh, yeah, no, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I would love to see... Um, Gosh, you know, I'm actually going to ex-nay that a little bit because I have not had the opportunity to collab with as many breweries as I would like to. Um, I worked at Third Turn for a year. We did not collab with nobody. Hold on. Um, and <laughs> We totally then, collabed on a beer. Oh. What? Yep. That gender yeah. inspired beer. Okay, yeah. Come facts. Facts by facts. Yeah, my bad. Actually, we did collab with one person that was shipping pork. We did a phenomenal gin sour, inspired gin and tonic up. inspired sour, yeah. which actually uh, it was really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just to uh, put a little segue, I do have a gin and tonic orange <laughs> cucumber sour coming out next week. So psh, come on by. Um, <laughs> Anyway, I would love to see just a little bit more collaborative community amongst the breweries here. I completely understand. I mean, I am the last person to ask about this, okay? I completely understand how difficult it is to keep up with production and everything, right? But... I would love to see a little bit more collaborative community amongst the breweries. And I love how Louisville Beer Week brings us all together. I know. Yes, that is right. That's right. Yes. Woo, woo. Yes. However, I do understand that it does cause a little bit of like, oh, God, I'm trying to like get all this other shit done. Part of my French. But I would love on a yearly basis for us to get a little bit more collaborative action going on amongst the breweries. And it doesn't even need to include Louisville Ale Trail. I love Louisville Ale Trail, don't get me wrong, okay? But I'm just trying to say, I would love to see a little bit more collaborative action 
I think that that would help the beer community a lot. Thank you. That's all I got to say. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Shout out to Shipping Port for doing that, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll go next. I agree. I do think that collaboration as a whole among the breweries across the state uh, could be a little bit stronger. Mm-hmm. It's definitely something that I'm trying to work on is just like reigniting some passion within the guild and being a that type of community. Um, and then also, you know, I mentioned we don't necessarily have plans mapped out all the way because we're still like kind of getting these balls rolling. But both our DEI committee, I would love to see grow and kind of reach out into brewing across the whole state. And then also I really, 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 it might be pipe dreams and it might not come for a little while y'all cause I'm busy. Um, but I really want to see a sustainability initiative amongst the breweries that would be like mm. mad goals for me if I got that achieved in some capacity, whether it's connecting people or whatever it is, but, um, shout out to the ones who are doing that. Cause there are several who are doing sustainable things, but, um, I would like to see that grow as, as a whole. I think that's achievable. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, no. I was going to say, unless you guys want to keep rolling. Yeah. I, yeah. Does anyone, yeah, any other questions? Oh. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. Yes. Do you want me to repeat the question? Yeah, absolutely. That was a really good question. <laughs> as, a, as a woman trying to get into craft beer, how do you break down barriers and obstacles to get in or mm-hmm. what things have gotten our way along the way? Um, I'll start there. Yeah, go ahead. As somebody that's done exactly what you're just saying, because, um, you know, I lived in Colorado. That craft beer is really huge there. I wanted to work at my favorite brewery ever. And it took me a really long time to get to where I was. And even to be in just the tap room, um, and I hate to say it that way because the tap room is great. You get to meet great people from all over the country that have come to your brewery just because they love your beer. And you get to take them on tours and give them beer that you're fucking, sorry, passionate about. Um, I check for children. There's I no will say there. Odell IPA, Mercenary are two of my favorite beers of all time. Um, but it's really hard. It really is. And it's not like it's going to tell you it's easy because it's for me personally, it was not. <laughs> um, so it's just, if this is what you're passionate about and you want to learn more about it, I mean, I, I know that you read books too. Uh, you know, Alex too. But um, there's like, you know, podcasts that you can listen to, books out there that you can buy to learn more about the brewing process. Or if there's like a certain brewery you love, like I did, I mean, Find out like how you can get involved. I was like, hey, I'm going to work here and you're not going to tell me I'm not. I mean, it took me like five years to get a job there, but, you know, whatever. Um, But they did. I wish and go back to the other question you asked earlier. um, They did have a lot of community outreach. And that's how I got my foot in the door, honestly, is to pick up trash, build houses or paint uh, rooms for um, outreach children. 
Um, so I wish we did more of that here and maybe we can start that eventually. But that's how I got my foot in the door. It's just like, this is what I wanted to do. I saw what I wanted to do and I wasn't gonna, and I am this person, you're not gonna tell me no because this is, I'm better than you're telling me that I can't do it because I'm a woman. I mean, I knew I wasn't gonna be a brewer at that place and that's okay. But I was a brewer at another company. So it took a while to get to where I wanted to be, but you know, I did it. Here I am, a brewer. Yes, a woman-owned brewery. It's hard. It really is, and you really have to love what you do and have the passion for it, and just that's what you have. You really just have to love it. I mean, it's not easy. I wish it was, but I think you also, when you get into the industry, which if you want to, you can. You just don't settle for yeah. what they you give don't settle you. For no. you just, just making your presence super known. Large. Yeah, and what you want, and that goes for. Pretty much any industry, though, just being focused and speaking up. Like Stephanie saying earlier, like, I don't know if I can go in the brewery. Like, thankfully, you had men actually that were supportive and saying, like, no, you can. But even you taking that one step of saying, like, I think that is something that I might be interested in. That's enough. Just then speak up. I mean, you just have to let... A lot of times people don't know what you want. And so you just have to tell them, like, hey, I want to learn how to... Put pack text on cans. It's super there fun. There you go. It's really fun. Super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you just really have to, you have to want it. You have to, you have to have the hunger for it. And you just have to believe in yourself. And if somebody tells you no, you unfortunately have to like keep knocking on the fucking door. Unfortunately. You know? For sure. You got to knock hard. Yeah. way it goes. Yeah, Don't listen to the haters. Yes. Hey. Exactly. Like just be confident in yourself. And like, if this is the industry you want to get into, like just stick with it and you know maybe like the brewery that you're interested in if they're not hearing you and they're not like interested in what you have to say like go to somebody else like if you want to be in it just like keep going for it for sure yeah Yeah. for sure Atticus do you have a question Coming in hot with the heavy hitters. Yeah, I'm going to say that uh, I make what I personally like to drink, so I don't go with that, unfortunately. So when you come into our brewery, you're going to drink what me and Amelia like to drink, and that's what you're going to see on tap. And, you know, luckily we we ha- uh, actually know that was actually I make hard kombucha personally. But we did uh, when we first it. opened, I, w- I was not a part of the team. But uh, 1020 makes a seltzer, and um, we did that with them. And then you could kind of make whatever with it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I know there are, there's like a seltzery here now, and uh, that's not really our jam, unfortunately. I know that people are into it. Um, but, um, yeah, I make hard kombucha, and then kind of whatever's on the board is kind of what we like to drink. And, unfortunately, like, since we are so small, like, I make pilot batches of all our beer, and I try not to drink what I like to drink because it's really fucking good. 
Um, but uh, I think I think it depends on probably a lot to what she's saying, like your size and your goals with your brewery. Are you yeah. wanting to be community based and focused, hyper local, support your neighborhood or your city or your region or wherever you are? Or are you trying to grow and expand and be this like huge conglomerate? I think all of these things can kind of factor in and play into what your goals are as a brewery. And then you can take a look at these bigger factors saying like, OK, well, am I going to have to compete against seltzer because you know, a local brewery that you're like doing a bike tour to, they don't probably have to compete as much if they're not concerned with getting out in the market and more concerned with what they're doing in-house at their tap room, if that makes sense. No, I don't I know. know that being a woman gives me any more insight to that than just having experience in the industry. But I know a lot of, a lot of people tend to go towards trends and... Oh, sure. Um, yeah. Well, you, you know, get I mean, more people you into your tap room by doing that, that also, yeah. but yeah. But I know, but I'm a meemaw and... I just don't like that. I'm sorry. I'm an old lady. I don't really think that any of that has to do with if you're a woman or not. Um, We're people. If I'm being, what? We're just people. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes, we are people. I don't think that being a woman in brewing has really anything to do with that, right? Um, I think that it really has everything to do with what your customer base is. Uh, if you already have, so here in Louisville, right, like we have so many breweries. And of those breweries, there are a good number of those already doing seltzers or ciders or mead or what have you, right? So there's not really a huge market for you to produce something like that. Like, why would I at Akasha brew a 15-barrel batch of a seltzer when maybe one out of 20 people are asking if we have a seltzer, True. right? So like we already have so many people that are doing a seltzer. Plus right across the street, right by West 6 Nulu, we have the seltzer. seltzer yeah. I'm pretty sure it's what it's yeah. called. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like yes. the local seltzer. Yes, yeah, the seltzer, like they're already doing that. So like why would I brew a seltzer when that's not the customer base coming into Akasha, plus right across the street, we have a seltzer, right? So a lot of it is like your customer base, also your surrounding, your neighborhood, like you're working with your neighbors. Like all of us are here to uplift each other. Like why would I brew a whole bunch of seltzers to take away that market when there is a seltzer right there? True. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, it's fair. Hey, hey, Hannah, what's up? Hey. Ooh. Ooh, Stephanie. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Hey, let's go. All right, Hannah. The question was, what are the chances that Louisville is going to get a mirror twin? Was blessed with mirror twin. Oh, oh was blessed. I which yeah. I mean, truly, if you haven't been, hashtag blessed. blessed uh, mirror twin is definitely looking at expanding tap rooms, but uh, I haven't heard anything specific to Louisville. But I think they've possibly looked. But <laughs> which would be yeah. To oh, did they actually? Oh, okay. So I guess oh, maybe it is public knowledge. Then, but no, they're definitely they're definitely actively looking for another location, and it very well could be in Louisville. So, and that would be amazing if it was. <laughs> then Stephanie's gonna move to Louisville. Let's go. Yeah. All right, we have time for one more question. If anybody has one, no pressure. Yep. 
Local elections are coming up. You, Jesse. Fuck. <laughs> what should we call them about? Sure. Um, well, we're not we're not going to get soup. I just met with beer yeah. uh, in general. Good. Yeah. Easy I mean, level. the guild is generally working towards some sort of legislation lift um, in the craft beer industry. Um, again, only been at it since July, but if uh, it would help to be more vocal about those things publicly, then you just put another to do on my list. We're, <laughs> we're growing here. We're going to be philanthropic. We have now a legislative posting to do it. So um, stay tuned to your follow us on all social media channels and check out our website. Come to <laughs> Tell your senator that you would love the Kentucky Common to be the official state beer of Kentucky for more than a day. One day only. Um, for the whole year. 365 of them. Um, is that how many days are in a year? Okay. Um, and so, yeah. So, you know, just I think being involved and staying attuned to what, because a lot of times the breweries are also talking about what they're doing, um, you know, with the guild in legislation things. So just tuning in. Sorry, I didn't mean to finger gun you there. <laughs> no big deal. I think we should drink. Um, yeah, I think yeah. we're going to have some beers. Thank you all for coming. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks. for Louisville Ale Trail, Pink Brew Society, these amazing women. If you guys want to hang out and drink some beers, I don't know how long they're open. We'll probably go somewhere else. Um, please join us. Holler if you have any questions. Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming. Thank you all so much. Appreciate you all. Thank you.